Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It's Wednesday. Middle of the week. Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. Got to have our fun socks on for Wednesdays. Uh, I'm uh, sporting some Chick-fil-A's today. Are you? Very good. good. It was a fun, fun set for Christmas, and they've they've worked their way into the rotation. Very good. Very good. Very good. I'm reserving my fun socks for Friday. I thought we had made Friday fun sock day. Well, you unless know, you were wearing your camel socks, I got enough. Uh, I got enough fun socks. Every day is getting to be a fun sock <laughs> day for me. I tell you what, though, I was I was showing it off to some friends. I was in another state doing some preaching a while back, and I had my Sunday socks on, and it really startled my friend. He's like, "What are you? What are you slipping? You're wearing socks that say Sunday on Sunday." <laughs> I said, no, I'd be slipping if I was wearing socks that said Tuesday on Sunday. Sunday. That's exactly right. I'm with it. (laughs) I knew which socks to wear. I know which ones to wear. wear, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So we are uh, in the midweek here, midway through our discussion of Psalm 76. So you know what day of the week it is. I'm glad to know you also remember what psalm we're on. Yes. Especially since we've confused it by reading from the Septuagint on Monday, and in that it's Psalm 75. Yes. But for us it's Psalm 76, and today I'm going to read from this one that doesn't even have the numbers. <laughs> well, I hope it, I hope it uh, sounds familiar to yeah. us. This is the American literary version, and this is Psalm, I believe, 76. We'll find out if it sounds <laughs> the same as we go You're going to read it by faith? Yeah, I am. <laughs> For the ch- no, actually, I, I made sure. I, it's oh, the, it's oh, the okay. right one, oh, okay. I know. All right. For the chief musician on stringed instruments, a psalm of Asaph, a song. In Judah is God known. His name is great in Israel. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the arrows of the bow, the shield and the sword and the battle. Glorious are you and excellent from the mountains of prey. The stout-hearted have been made a spoil. They have slept their sleep and none of the men of might have found their hands. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both chariot and horse are cast into a dead sleep. You, even you, are to be feared, and who may stand in your presence when once you are angry? You caused sentence to be heard from the heavens. The earth feared and was still when God arose to judgment to save all the meek of the earth. Surely the wrath of man shall praise you. The remnant of wrath shall you gird upon yourself. Vow and pay to Yahweh your God. Let all round about him bring presents to the fearsome one. He cuts off the spirit of princes. He is fearsome to the kings of the earth. Feared and fearsome. Feared and fearsome. So, yeah, so, so we've noticed that this psalm breaks down into kind of nice little um, daily chunks or meditations yes, by paying attention very to helpful the for us. passive verbs. Yeah, there are these four passive verbs. And I'm so glad that we have a passive verb because I, or an English major to identify these because I, as you explain it, I know I would have confused that for an adjective, <laughs> but we're, we're going to get it straight. Well, there, listen, here's the thing. When, when you translate things, mm-hmm. th- this is one of the things about translation. We cannot always just translate it with the exact one word for one word. And so as we bring in some of these things from, from Hebrew to English, mm-hmm. in the Hebrew, it might be a passive verb, but what we have is a set of verbs with adjectives and, or excuse me, nouns with adjectives, adjectives. and verbs and, and adverbs that, that 
here's what this means. Right. Okay, so I get it. But but the first one was in verse 1, in Judah, God is known. Known. And the, on Tuesday, we talked about the second one found in verse 4. He glorious. is glorious. And now in verse 7, he is to be feared. You are to be feared. What did the New King James say there in verse 7? It has fear. You yourself are to be feared, and who may stand in your presence? So that one really conveys the the passive verb kind of idea it to does. be feared to be yes now we're going to find it again in verse 12 i don't want to get ahead of ourselves but uh <laughs> we've got more fear coming well we do and it's actually the same verb but we'll we'll talk oh, about that okay. maybe a little bit more tomorrow i want to hang out here in verse 7 and what we get so he's the god who is known he is the god who is glorious and he is the god to be feared why because when he rises up in anger nobody can stand before him no, and I, th- this, I think, again, underscores what we saw with our Septuagint reading, where they placed the heading of a song to the Assyrian. The Assyrian. Yeah. And then calls our mind back to this time where God did rise up and act gloriously and decisively to deliver uh, King Hezekiah and Jerusalem from the siege and the humongous army that the Assyrian King Sennacherib has surrounded the city. So this to be feared here is really a reference to the enemies. Mm -hmm. So in Judah, he is known. In Judah and Israel, he has demonstrated himself to be glorious, bright, radiant light. Now, he's going to let himself be known to the enemies, Mm -hmm. and he's going to demonstrate himself to the enemies as the God who is to be feared. Because, of course, when Assyria, when Sennacherib and his Rabshakeh came to Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. they did not fear Yahweh. They did not fear Yahweh at all. In fact, uh, Rabshakeh's speech is, is one where he wants to belittle and mock and truly blaspheme uh, in the sight of all of God's people. Yeah, it's it's pretty brutal and terrible what he says. So um, let's see here. I'm in Second Kings chapter 18, and we're taking a look at what Rob Shaka says. Let's see here. I'm going to start in verse 28. Okay. Hear the word, this is 2 Kings 18, 28. Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he'll not be able to deliver you out of my hand. Do not let Hezekiah make you trust in Yahweh by saying Yahweh will surely deliver us, and this city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for thus says the king of Assyria. Make your peace with me and come out to me. Then each one of you will eat with his own vine and each one of his own fig tree. And each one of you will drink the water of his own cistern until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of grain and wine and a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive trees and honey that you may live and not die. Do not listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you by saying Yahweh will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nations ever delivered his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharvam, Hena, and Iva? Have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Who among all the gods of the lands have delivered their lands out of my hand that Yahweh should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? Hey, he, that Samaria, that hits close to home because here's the estranged brethren of the Judeans, that northern Israel kingdom. That's their capital. And of course, those people had a knowledge of the true God and God God was, was working with them through prophets trying to call them to repentance and come back. Supposedly, their God is also Yahweh. 
Yeah. And he didn't, Yahweh didn't deliver them. Mm-hmm. And so Sennacherib sends Rabshaka, and there's this, this message of, it's not going to happen. I'm going to kill you. Don't you guys, trust your God. Yeah. And don't trust your king. Don't trust your God. Don't trust any of that because I'm taking over. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. taking over, and it is over for you. Well, Hezekiah, and uh, oversimplifying some things, Hezekiah finally comes around to saying, you know what? We've got our God. Yeah. And he prays to God. He sends to Isaiah. He seeks a message from Isaiah, but he prays to God. And here is his prayer. I think this is, a, this, this is one of my favorite prayers in all of Scripture. Here's Hezekiah in 2 Kings 19, beginning in verse 15. Hezekiah prayed before Yahweh and said, O Yahweh, the God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God, you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth, you have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear, open your eyes, O Lord, and see, and hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to mock the living God. Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands, and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but the work of men's hands wood and stone. Therefore they were destroyed. So now, O Lord, our God, save us, please, from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, O Lord, are God alone. Mm. By the way, every time I said the word Lord there, it is that tetragrammaton. It is Yahweh. It's where he puts that name, uh, the, the technical word, the theonym for their God. I read something interestingly, uh, excuse me, I read something interesting in a, a book by Joseph Hellerman when the church was a family, and he was talking about when you find family language in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to make a connection here. He said, you often find these places where family language gets really grouped together, and by that specifically like brother. When, when okay. someone is writing to someone or talking to someone and they use the word brother, Mm-hmm. Over and over and over again. That's not that's not normal conversation. You know, yeah. if I were talking to you as I am right now, I don't litter this whole conversation with brother, yeah. brother, brother, yeah. brother. The, the point that this author made was that when you find that all grouped together like that, it's because you're trying to remind the person mm-hmm. of the family connection. Mm-hmm. So if, if I were gonna if I were gonna keep repeating that phrase, Andrew, brother. We're, we're supposed to be doing this. Brother, it's this. I, it, he says, you find that because you are reminding the person. We're family. Mm-hmm. Let's act like family. Mm-hmm. When I hear this prayer, I hear over and over again, Lord, Lord, Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. There's this, this repeated reminder. This is your name. This is your covenant name. I'm calling on you for who you are. I am bringing to your remembrance how you revealed yourself to us, what you said to us, uh, to Moses about who you are, what you said about who you are when you took us out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. You were Yahweh. You said this is how we're supposed to know you forever. I, I believe that Hezekiah, I mean, he says it like I didn't count. 10 times in this very short prayer yeah. again and again and again and again, um, he, he's calling to mind, you are our covenant God. Please, please maintain the covenant. Deliver us as you have promised. And that's exactly what he does. What a great declaration of the true God. Uh, Hezekiah in his prayer for the benefit of the people and yes, to the Assyrian. One of the things that I'm struck by when it talks about the fear that he is to be feared in verse back 7. Back in Psalm 76. Yeah, I'm back in Psalm 76 now. Uh, who may stand in your presence when once you are angry. And I think about those armies of the Assyrians. And where do we begin to know the Lord? Now, in verse 1, Judah knows the Lord. 
But I remember in Psalm 111, verse 10, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments, his praise endures forever. That we begin to have a true knowledge of God and to know him when we have a healthy respect and a reverence for him, truly he is to be feared. And that is a wholesome and pure thing to revere the true God. Yeah. I'd like to talk a little bit more about that tomorrow because I think in this because I think we're especially supposed to get there in the second half of this section, but I think in verse in verse seven, as he's really talking about the anger of the Lord, as he's talking about what Sennacherib is supposed to have, if you're going to be an enemy of the Lord, I think it's not just. I mean, I, I know we can classify it a healthy reverence, but if you're going to be an enemy of the Lord, you actually need some terror. I'll be scared of it. You, you need to you need to have some absolute terror. Yeah. I'm about to take this God on, and that's that's the problem where Rob shock it. So so I don't. Yeah. I, I, he I, had I, no fear at all. I agree with what you said, and I certainly think our psalm gets us there. And and tomorrow in the last half, we're going to see that side of this fear, like two sides of the same coin. In the first half of this, it is if you're not going to fear this God, then the fear you should have is terror. Because mm. because what he's going to do is he's going to kill 185,000 of your soldiers in one night and send you back mm-hmm. crying to your mama, to your God back home, and, and probably you're going to die in your God's house because your God can't keep you safe. Uh, so I, I think there's there, there's there are those two sides of that. And uh, I think really right now in this first half, he is the God to be feared because when his anger is aroused... Yeah. You're in trouble. Yeah. You're in trouble. So he makes himself known there. All right. So we'll do more let's, fear yeah, so let's tomorrow. Put, let's, part put a two, pin, let's put a pin in that one. Part two fear up. tomorrow. Yeah, All right. Time now. Well, thanks for joining us for Text Talk today. We'd love to hear emails from you, what you're gaining from the text. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, and just hope you have a blessed day. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, uh, we are grateful that by your revelation and choice you make yourself known that we may know you and in your mighty deeds your glory shines forth and father your judgments are so intense that you are to be feared and your enemies ought to understand and be humbled by your power and your might we pray father that we might know you in these ways and our deeds and words reflect it as we are humble before you our mighty and awesome god in jesus name we pray amen amen Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. For the chief music... Mm. Blessed is the man. I just bit my tongue while I was saying that. Oh, boy. (laughs) Ow. (laughs) Mm. Hang on. I I got a (laughs) Band-Aid. And so now I'm going to read some Psalm 76. You guys. I hate you guys.